What do you do when you have a gazillion talents and no job? I don't know. What do you do when you have a lot of interests? How do you align them? How do you connect them and make sure that you can support yourself and create impact in the world? Well, guess what? We're going to tell that story right now. It's Robert Kennedy the third RK3. That's me, and welcome to another episode of the What's My Story podcast. So glad that you are here today. My goodness, I don't know if you are like me, but I'm anticipating this episode today because today's episode features a storyteller just like myself. Yes. So we're going to have an amazing time. But first, before we get to the guest for today, before I introduce my fabulous guest, I want you to do me a favor. Text me. I need you to text me 410-936-4049. If you have any ideas for the show, if you have any questions, if you just want to know when we're going live and sharing additional storytelling tips, how you can create visibility and how you can sell more, how you can have a build a better business, how you can build your brand through the art of storytelling, then text me 410-936-4049. If you want a little bit more closer access. If you want to go through some of those things that I just mentioned together, then join me also in the Storytellers Growth Lab. You can head on over to storytellersgrowthlab.com or you can just head on over to Facebook and type in Storytellers Growth Lab and you'll find us in the lab. Make sure that you get on over there. There's a lot of great stuff there. Now, these episodes go live at 1:30 every Monday. And I know that you want to watch them, but hopefully you're not trying to watch them while you're driving in your car, right? So because we want you to be safe, we've got the audio version of the What's My Story podcast. Every Thursday morning at 7 a.m., we release a new version, the version or the show that was on Monday. The audio version is released on Thursday. So listen out for this particular episode, today's particular episode, this coming Thursday at 7 a.m. You can go to whatsmystorypodcast.live and you can access all of the previous episodes right there. So let's get to our guest for today. He is an award-winning filmmaker. He's been all over the world. He's been, ooh, yeah, a boxer. I wish, I wish, I, I need to learn how to box. Maybe I'll get him to teach me how to do that today. He's done so many different things, but the biggest thing, the biggest thing that he does that, and, and why we vibe and we connect is that he is a storyteller, yeah. How do you become a filmmaker without becoming a storyteller, right? Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about that today. My guest, my dude, my friend, Rain Bennett. How you doing, my man? Yeah, <laughs> I'm great, man. I'm just so excited to be here. I have so much to say already. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I'll let you drive it. But I just got to say, before the show started, I was just grooving so much. And I forgot like your background in music, but it is so clear that yeah. intro, man, because I'm just sitting there like bopping, getting ready for the show. And I yes, also sir. have to say that your intro uh, was outstanding, my friend, just beautiful. 
Love it. Love it. Well, listen, man, I'm so glad that you're here on the show today. We're going to learn quite a bit about you and the purpose of this show, all, not just this show, but all, all of the What's My Story podcast episodes is really to figure out what is a moment in your life that allowed you to be able to navigate to where you are? What was something that clicked for you? And we're going to go through that. But before we do that, I want to share something that is from your website. You, you, you have a video that you really share your background and kind of your story. And I want to share maybe about a minute of that or so. So let's do that. My name is Rain Bennett, and I'm a documentary filmmaker. In my life, I've had many interests, but the two I've loved most were sports and stories. As a kid, I struggled with my identities as both an athlete and an artist, and I kept those two worlds separated. I realized I wasn't going to be a pro athlete, so I went to college for media production, and then I started working on indie films and training under documentary filmmakers. But I still felt pulled to the world of sports, so I started training people in boxing and fitness classes in 2008. I fell in love with teaching people and watching them improve. Soon, I had the chance to marry my two passions, filmmaking and fitness, when I moved to New York to make a film about a fitness subculture called Freestyle Calisthenics. I took a camera and a backpack and traveled all over the world to make a movie about the lives changed by this culture. My life was changed too. After five years and challenges like I'd never experienced, we won Best of the Fest at the Hip Hop Film Festival and sold the movie to Red Bull TV. But the best part about that journey was seeing people use fitness as a way to express themselves and grow as humans. My heart lit up when I heard these stories of change and I felt alive when I helped people initiate that change. I knew I wanted that feeling in everything I did moving forward. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. <laughs> Man, about 90 seconds, and I feel like we were so filled up. And so I guess the first question that I've got to ask you before we even go back into your story is, how do you jam so much goodness into 90 seconds? It feels like you told us an entire sequence of, of events, man. That's that's a great question. And it's, a, it's something that a lot of people um, struggle with. A lot of content mm -hmm. creators, business marketers, communicators, uh, and I think it really comes down to knowing the essential elements of a story, like what people are going to latch onto, what you need to have that arc, but also what's going to resonate with people. So, you know, to the point of length and getting a lot in there, you want it to, to, to feel, you don't want it to feel too fast. And you don't want it to feel too slow. You can have a 90 second piece that doesn't feel rushed and have a lot of information in there. And you can have a 90 minute piece that that, you know, feels like it just there's there's nothing in there. Right. And and and, and there's too too much space. And so it is kind of finding that sweet spot. Um, there are a couple of things, uh, you know, you said in, in, in your intro mm -hmm. uh, after I came on that I just wanted to bring attention to. And you said today we're going to learn a lot about me. And what my hope is for the show is that, yeah, I can tell my story and what happened for me. But the goal for me is to help the people listening learn about themselves. So that's really, mm -hmm. really the goal. And you also made this point. And this whole show seems to be about these moments, you said. And I love that. I'm all over here fur like furiously writing down notes. That's such a good point because stories yeah. are also all about moments, right? These yeah. little small moments of change, right? If you can reduce 
any movie that you love, any novel or film, down to these small moments that are really the essence of what the story is about. So I love that you yeah. that this whole show is about that because your life story is the same as a story in a movie. It comes down to these little moments of decision and transformation. So let's talk about that decision for a second because I think what happens is, and, and the part of the premise of this show, even the beginning of that video, you said that you had these varying interests, right? <laughs> yeah. And if you're growing up anything like me, you had a family that said, you've got to do this, you got to go to college, and you got to do this job. And in your mind, you're like, yeah, I got to do this job, but I got to do that one thing for the rest of my life. But there's something that's always pulling at you. Like, geez, I, I can't do just this one thing. I, I have these varied things that, that grab at me. So tell me, take us back to kind of your moment before you got into the, the, the sports. Where did you really begin to tell us a little bit about that struggle that you were that you were yeah. feeling? Absolutely. And, and I, and I think it's like, I don't agree with that. You know, you always hear the cliche, Jack of all trades, master of none. And I do mm -hmm. think undoubtedly, if you're a specialist and you can do deep work in an area that that is a way to yeah. uh, excellence. The point I'm trying to make is there is not one path to excellence. We all have mm -hmm. our own unique paths, right? And there's different journeys there. So my issue was, and I know a lot of people struggle with this because a friend of mine, Melissa Casera called it multi-passionitis. Yeah. My issue always was, is that I had too many passions. And the problem that can pr present is that you can bounce from thing to thing and never get that deep work or that focused work done, i.e. never right. make any real progress with that. For me, I always was an athlete and I always was an artist. Ever since I was a kid, I was attracted to both. The problem for me was I never saw anyone navigate those two kind of clear identities together. So right. I compartmentalized them. I kept them apart. Uh, my, you know, nerdy theater friends would think I was a jock because I did push-ups and played sports all day. And then my yeah. like jock friends would think I was like nerdy because I'm, I'm into musical theater and all these things like that. What I, the, the, the moment for me, the epiphany for me was understanding what you really need, that you can be that person that has a bunch of interest, but the goal, what you need is that alignment of all of those things. And then you can focus on a clear path forward because we all know if we're trying to get up a mountain, we can't climb several paths and start and stop and start and stop, but we'll never get to the top. So you do need that one central lane, but it doesn't mean you can't be interested in a lot of things. You have to find that one thread that ties them all together. That is the wow. key. Wow. Wow. And, and I'm in full like 2000% agreement with that because I think you and I have shared some of our stories uh in the past and, and we kind of have both found this common thread that that runs so I get what I want you to share though is how do you get there how do you find that common thread that alignment what was that for you and what was the beginning or the genesis of that process for you <clears throat> That is the question. And it is a yeah. lot of work. I'll say this. And now that I, I'll flash forward for just a moment. Now that I help people do this process that I've been through yeah. it and I help people do it. Many of them, many of my coaching clients have called it or, or, or compared it to therapy. It is very mm -hmm. therapeutic. It gets a little messy. And for that reason, it's challenging to a lot of people who aren't really prepared to open up, you know, and look inside a little bit. Right. Yeah. The process for me, the what I call it is finding your unique intersections. And this came mm -hmm. directly from working with a coach 
So it took a mentor of mine to help me see this clearly of understanding. Cause when I start, was telling him about the struggle with athlete and artists, he kind of sat back as good coaches and mentors tend to do very like calmly. And was just like, Hmm, that, that kind of seems like a really unique intersection. And just the yeah. way he said it made me realize like, that's like, that's a virtue. That's a good thing. That's something to work yeah. for me, not against me this whole time, Robert, I've been fighting these two forces when I'm, when I'm just like, let go of that restraint, that control. And what if they come together and you become this kind of health and wellness, health and happiness filmmaker? Yeah. Well, there's not hardly anybody I know with that lane. And so that is the point that I'm trying to help people understand is that you have your own unique story, your own unique intersection, and you can carve out your unique lane so that you don't have competition you have your own path that you're going forward i fully believe we all have those paths so for me it was that moment of talk of having someone a little wiser maybe a little more objective who could sit back and look at my situation and say that's a unique intersection so from that point forward i looked at like what were the unique intersections of my skills passions and experiences and how did they tie together in a way that, that here's and here's the key that influenced the way I viewed the world. What was wow. my unique perspective and thesis about the work that I do, right? Because we all have a unique perspective and, and I have a talk coming up, a TED talk, a TEDx talk, that's about you know no one caring about your expertise. What they mm -hmm. care about is your unique perspective. And right. once we get to that, we can really understand who we are and who we can serve. But most of us, Robert, don't understand why we feel a certain way about a certain topic, even the work that we do. We just yeah. go about our lives and do it kind of in autopilot mode, but we don't understand like, oh, I do it this way because this is my essential belief. This is my thesis, right? Yeah, yeah. So I wanna ask you the challenging question here. We have these ideas, we've got these passions, and we, some of us happen to hit a sensei or a guru that says, okay, this is how you make this make sense. For a lot of people, the fear is there's this financial piece in there, right? Oh, <laughs> right. There's, you, there's, there's, there, there's this friend that, that visits our house called William, right? Bill for short, right? <laughs> yeah. Frequently, and, and, all the time. Yeah, he won't leave right. you alone. So we're trying to figure out how to pursue our passions while paying for yeah. our, our sustenance. And I want you to go through how you figured that out. What was that moment like for you in, in pursuing your passion, but still making money, right? But before you go into that answer, let's take a quick break. Are you a content creator, speaker, or thought leader? Do you pull your hair out every time you try to edit a video or get really disappointed when your videos don't get the views you're hoping for? It's okay to admit that you need help. If you're ready to stop wasting time and start spreading your message, it's nice to meet you. I'm Kayla O'Brien of Kayla O'Brien Media. I help creators in a variety of businesses get a foolproof game plan for their video content. Does that sound like something you want? No matter where you're starting from today, you need to know what your goals are how to get the highest production value, and how to edit your content to fit correctly on each platform. No matter what your budget, there are options that can help you get started today. If you're ready to take your content creation experience from this to this, visit kaloobrienmedia.com and let's connect.
Thanks, Kayla, for being a sponsor on the What's My Story podcast. Listen, if you want to make sure that your video, your story, your media is on point, then you want to make sure that you get a professional to do that. And you can have somebody like Kayla O'Brien at Kayla O'Brien Media do that for you. So head on over to KaylaO'BrienMedia.com. Make sure that you get yourself correct. All right. So let's jump back into this story here. So Rain, you had a guru, you met your sensei, you met your mentor and they showed you, or they shared with you how to pursue that passion. But you now also had, you got bills to pay, man. How, how did you, how did you do that? Or how did you find the courage to begin doing that? To begin trying to make a business out of it? Yeah. Or or because I think that this is th there could be two ways to approach this question. One, we could offer advice to people on like when you don't have a lot of money to to have a coach, like how mm. they can pursue it. But then there's the second part, which I think is where you're getting at is like, how do you build a business out of it? There we go. That's what we're on. OK, so once you find those unique intersections, you want to use them to basically identify what I call your core belief statement. And that is what we've already alluded to your thesis about the work that you do right mm -hmm. here. Here is what I believe. And therefore here is what I offer to these people. Right? So that right. statement is the thread that ties all these passions together. That is your narrative thread, your narrative drumbeat that you bang over and over again, but it's what keeps all those pieces together so that I can now be a podcast host, a storytelling coach, a filmmaker, a writer. Uh, I can, you know, I could start products if I wanted to, because they all come back to that narrative belief and therefore they all still fit in that Rain Bennett brand, right? I can do various things and I do, right? But they're all tied together. They don't feel segmented. So then the next step is identifying clearly and specifically who would benefit, what types of people would benefit from your unique perspective on, on the work right. that you do. It ain't everybody. It's not going to be everybody. I have always been really good at helping beginners, right? Back, let's flash back to the fitness days. I wasn't helping professionals train for, for world championships. I was really good at helping women get their first pull-up ever people get from zero to one or one to two right beginners i'm yeah. really good at helping people who who aren't super technically skilled uh, understand how to achieve and do the work they want to do so now in the filmmaking space or in the storytelling space i am most effective helping people who really don't know where to begin they might be mm -hmm. a one-person marketing team so nonprofits, small businesses entrepreneurs personal brands influencers right there's yeah. small small team with a lot working against them right speaking of your friend william there's a lot of williams coming <laughs> up in their lives there's a lot of work to do they're understaffed so now i clearly understand who who i'm helping and the pain points that they are suffering from and then I can clearly communicate my unique perspectives and how I can help them. So, and then you start understanding and putting your mind in their minds like, well, what do they really need? What would help them? Then you can start to understand what are ways that I can monetize that? Is it a product? Is it a service? Can I scale it? Is it a hybrid model? Like what are the things yeah. that, that, that would really help them achieve the things, the goals they have and overcome the problems that they're facing? Right, right. So, so let's start, let's shift gears just a little bit. I want to, I want to have you tell us a little bit about what you do in the realm of, of storytelling. So you're, you're a filmmaker 
and you no doubt come across YouTube videos, uh, Facebook lives, Instagram lives, and you see all of these videos online. Mm -hmm. What do you think is most commonly the missing ingredient for most people in order to make their videos better? What's one thing that most people can do to upgrade or up-level anything that they're doing video-wise online? Sure, yeah, yeah. I have a lot to say about this. Um, <laughs> the thing is, the question that you asked is a question that so many so many people ask some version of in my workshops yeah. and things like that. Is like something along those lines. Like, what do I need to make my things better? We are so yeah. constantly consumed with the idea of finding a tool, a fix-all tool that's going to do our job for us and make our job easier. It ain't happening and it don't exist, okay? You still have to swing the hammer at the end of the day, okay? So what I try to help people understand first and foremost is the mm -hmm. skill of storytelling, okay? The tools don't matter until you understand that 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 skill and when you do understand that skill and this is why i said i help beginners right you can right. use this if this is all you have access to then yeah. as you get better at the skill you add tools to the toolbox so the first right. thing for me robert and i think that you may agree with this because i know we're in the storytelling space is always story and that doesn't mean you have to tell an epic saga right this huge story with layers and you know characters it just means you need to follow a storytelling structure, right? Of hooking them emotionally with a problem that they can relate to, taking them on a journey that shows them the path forward and the trials and tribulations they may go through, and then showing them a resolution to that problem that leaves them hopeful that they can have a similar resolution, right? Problem, yeah. journey, resolution. Keep it simple. But that component, understand, because listen, this is how humans communicate. The biggest problem that people face when using video is not the mobile editing app or not the graphics to use or what camera they should shoot with is understanding how to communicate to other humans. Okay. Then it doesn't matter if you use fancy graphics or if you have jump cuts or if your color correction isn't great because people will listen to it. If you, if you unveil your messaging in the narrative yeah. format, we will listen to it. That is how we are designed to process information as humans. Point, period, end of story. Get it? <laughs> love it. I love it. I love it. So when you create your videos, and so you're obviously using a storytelling format, and we talked a little bit earlier, we showed your video and we said, my goodness, you've got so much power packed into 90 seconds. For somebody who is not an expert at this, somebody who's not a filmmaker, and I know you said you do a lot of work with, with beginners, um, how can I get the most bang for my buck in the shortest period of time? What is, what is something that I can do to, to really help connect with my audience and get the point across in a short period of time? It's a good question, and a lot of it depends on your ultimate goal with said video, right? But always, always is making your audience under feel that you understand them. So that means right. your video, even if it's about you, like my bio, that was my video bio. It's on my About Us page, right? It's about me, yeah. right? But you still frame it and shape it so that it makes the people feel that it's somehow about them. Sometimes that's blatant and sometimes it's more subtle, like my video, which was my video bio, right? right. But if you're making a YouTube video trying to help your people learn how to change breaks, 
we're not talking so much, even though we've identified our unique perspective to changing breaks, it's not mm -hmm. about promoting our views. It's about showing people how our views can help them by understanding fully that their problems that they're experiencing. Hey, you ever change your brakes before, but you don't have ramps to pull your car up on? Oh, yes, mm. that's I was dealing with this the other day. So now they feel heard, they feel seen, and now they will listen to you. So the yeah. first step always is making them feel seen and heard. Then they will listen to you all day, my friend. Wow. So I think the problem for a lot of people is they hear us say that. They hear us storytellers say this, right? You got you to speak to the people. You got to... Um, but they don't always know what to say to get to the core or to the heart of people. How can I find that out? What is the thing that I can be doing to figure out how to reach the audience that I'm that I'm intending to reach? Ask them. Ask. You got to ask. You'll never get answers to your question if you don't ask, right? You'll yeah. never know where the bathroom is if you don't ask for it. You'll never know. Any, you know, you have to just ask. So that yeah. now what does that look like? Okay, God, I know that's a vague answer. But sometimes it means literally pu putting a post out and asking people, right? They will tell you people love, love to share their opinions, Robert. If you ask them for it, they'll share it. If you yeah. give them a poll where they can choose A or B, you know, and say, hey, do you guys struggle with this more or this more? They will answer, especially if you make it easy for them. But mm. it really takes you being a part of that community and listening. And again, yeah. I know people say that all the time, but when I started to serve nonprofits as clients, that's not the only people I serve, but that was one of the people yeah. I started serving because as a documentary filmmaker, I do a lot of films for nonprofits. Well, I went right. to nonprofit communicator conferences. I went to, I listened, literally listened to what they talked about and the things they struggled with. I paid attention. Mm. So it takes a lot of really understanding who your audience is. If you don't clearly understand who your ideal client is, and listen, this takes work. You don't just go out the first day and be like, oh, that's who the, my person looks like. It takes a lot of work and listening, and it evolves. It may evolve over time. You can't be rigid. But if you don't clearly understand that, you'll never be able to clearly communicate your marketing messages to that, that type of person. But again, you really understand who that person is, by understanding who you are and your unique perspectives and who it can help. Once you figure that out, it will open the door to the people that you would serve. All right, well, I view things this way. Okay, yeah. let's use myself as an example. I'm not very skilled technically as a filmmaker, never have been. Always thought it was a, an issue, a flaw, imposter syndrome runs rampant until I figured out like, it's kind of a real benefit for me to focus on the story and not worry so much about the gadgets or gadgets or the, or the crew and just tell the story. And also, huh, who could that help? Well, now we have a slew of content creators in, in 2021 that yeah. aren't professional artists and writers and filmmakers, but everybody almost is a content creator. Hmm. Do I, do I think that my skills and, and, and lessons learned as someone who's not technically savvy, but knows how to communicate with people with whatever tools I have, could that help those people? Of course it could. That's my audience. Wow. Wow. I think one of the things that somebody, a guest, maybe about three episodes ago said the best way, the people who you can best serve is the person who you once were. <laughs> right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know, I, I have a, a, a speech, um, a workshop coming up that is called 
turn your tragic flaw into your superpower. This is a very yeah. common path that people have of like the problem that you face, you have to work on it so long and so hard to fix. It becomes the thing that you're great at. And like making it up the mountain, it's really just you looking back, Robert, and showing yeah. somebody, hey, I took a left at that rock and then I went right at that tree, right? It's showing right. someone the path forward that you took and you took it the hard way, right? Right, right. So we're winding this thing down, man, and and I, no, I want, I'm not ready I, to go. <laughs> I, and I and I wanted people to kind of get into your space a little bit more. So we shared the video, we shared your past, you traveled all over the world, uh, and now you're at this place where, yeah, you were what we what some of us call a you said somebody called it what a multi passionate a multi hyphenate yeah, a multi potentialite. Yeah, yeah you you've got all of these different terminologies for it so in your est estimation how long would you say it took you to get from this space where you felt scattered to yep. really l zoning in on kind of yeah this this is my space this is such a good question because a lot of times when we're doing speeches or presentations like this we leave people feeling like happy and like let's go and you need that right mm -hmm. but it is so crucial to keep it real and right now we're yeah. keeping it real because this does not yeah. happen overnight. It doesn't happen in a week. It doesn't happen in a month. We are talking about years. I would say mm -hmm. depends on how much work you've done beforehand, but like right. everything, this is a real process building a business. How long do you think it takes to make a film documentary film? You're talking about two to four years, like guaranteed, wow. like these things take time, but also it takes time because it's an ever evolving process right yeah. your epiphanies that you'll have in year one change in year two right yeah. you are constantly growing so don't look at it as like oh my god it's gonna take me three years to do this look at it as like hey you're trying to build a 30 40 year career three to four years yeah. is 10 percent of that right so like yeah. if you're going the, up the mountain making it you know up that first you know quarter of a mile is not a problem you got a long ways to go but let's be mm. realistic it takes some time it takes real time because you can't rush this sort of thing because a lot of it just, it takes a lot of iterating and, and researching and thinking. It, it takes yeah. some time. I'm not saying it takes that long for everybody, but I yeah. am saying very clearly that it does not happen overnight. Yeah. Well, listen, this has been a fabulous story. And I know that based on some of the notes and comments here that I'm seeing, uh, people want to know a little bit more about you as well. So tell us a little bit about who you serve, how you work with people, and where we can find out more about the Rain Bennett. Oh, my goodness. Hey, what time do we cut off, Robert? Because I have one more thing I want to add, very tiny thing, but it's not about the question you just asked. Let's go. Let's add it. All right. Well, you want to do it now? It's pertaining it. to something you said in the beginning. You mentioned boxing. You said, I need boxing. I'm going to give you two very fast tips on boxing that will help you immediately. One, keep your hands up, right? Rest here. If you're ever in a street fight, keep your hands here so you can block yourself. Number two, the, the shortest distance between two points is what, Robert? Uh, a, straight, a, straight line. a straight line. Right. So don't swing yeah. like this. Straight yeah. shot. Boom. Now you're a go. better boxer immediately. Protect yourself. <laughs> straight, straight punches. This is the thing that everybody gets wrong if they're just, Love you know, it. randomly being attacked. All right. So you, the way I serve people is, in, as you could probably guess, uh, a myriad of ways, multiple ways, right? A multitude of ways. One, I'll go top level down, video production. I'm a filmmaker first and foremost, so I help 
organizations and people tell their stories through video most. I'm also a speaker, a keynote speaker and a, and, a, and a workshop leader, right? So that means helping people, you know, consulting at companies, going to conferences and helping people understand how to use storytelling and storytelling structure to make a deeper impact on their audience. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm also a writer. So I help people with that. I have a books, a book coming out very soon, November 2nd, by the way. I nice. write every week for a, a weekly column. And of course, there's blogs and other articles out there. Podcast host, uh, which is released weekly. So there's a lot of different free uh, options that I have for people. And here's the newest thing that I started doing in the pandemic. The pandemic, a lot of people were struggling, especially financially and with their businesses. And a lot of people lost their jobs. So they were looking for their next path forward. And I was speaking a lot before that. I just started my speaking career in 2019. And when it stopped in 2020, I said, well, I've always kind of wanted to coach. And so I started putting out feelers saying, hey, I'm giving away free one hour consulting calls. Lots of people took up, took me up on that option. And I started coaching people on, on how to tell their stories and how to tell and uncover their personal story that would help yeah. to go through the same process of finding their unique intersections that I went through. So since then, I've been doing that for, I guess, now a year and a half. And I can't tell you, Robert, nothing lights my heart on fire more than seeing light bulbs go off in other mm -hmm. people, seeing those little epiphanies that I went through happen in them. I get so, so stoked for that, my friend. And so that's something I've been doing now, and I'm really passionate about it. And for those, back to your point about the finances, for those that can't necessarily afford a one-on-one -on -one coach, I just created a course out of my most popular coaching packages package, which is much more uh, much more affordable investment for, for some people. But that's where I've been spending a lot of my time lately. So a lot of different services, but as you can see, I hope you can clearly see they're all woven together by that core mm -hmm. belief statement, that, that narrative thread that ties them all together. Love it. Love it. Rain, it's been phenomenal spending time with you today. Don't leave. We got a couple. I got to wrap this thing up and then we got to right. chat in the green room here for just okay, a right. second. So All right. we'll, we'll, we'll see you again real soon. If you want to get okay. in, in contact with Rain, make sure that you head on over to rainbennett.com and learn a little bit more about, about him. Hey, listen, you are amazing. You are phenomenal. And the life that you're living is a story. You've got to be able to share that story because that story is not just happening to you. You might be the star of your story, but your story is not for you. If you are the starring actor you of, of a movie, the movie is for other people. So you want to make sure that you share that. You want to do that so that people have the opportunity to be transformed by your life, by your experiences and how you navigated your way through them. Do me a favor. We have coming up in just a few days, the start where you are challenge. If you know that you need to share your story and you feel like, my goodness, I don't have the right equipment. My goodness, I don't have the right mic, the right lighting, the right microphone and all of this other stuff that at the end of the day are excuses for you. We want to help you navigate that. We want to help you push past that. So join us for the Start Where You Are Challenge starting August 29th at 6 p.m. Go ahead and register at startwhereyouarechallenge.com and we'll see you in the room coming up real soon. Don't forget to join us for another episode of the What's My Story podcast coming up next week, Monday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard. Or is it daylight? One of those. It's just Eastern. I'm on the East Coast. Join us at 1.30. I'll see you then.
Open. Open.